Africa Report with Jean-Jacques Cornish. Bonjour, Jean-Jacques. Bonjour, Kino. Now, I see a study shows that elephants can recognize whether a man is dangerous or not from his language. I wonder if those people in the car might have been swearing at that elephant. They say that uh, elephants never forget. Well, according to the National Academy of Sciences, they can tell from the sex, age, and ethnicity of people from the language. This is, I've had speakers in a study of three years. Uh, basically, these elephants live around, for example, the Maasai, and they know that these people pose a danger. They come after them. I suppose lions could do this, and I suppose they too uh, might be able to escape some of the Maasai. But uh, it's a very, very, very interesting study. But who's dangerous, who's not? An elephant can tell. From language, uh, this was done in the Amboseli National Park in Kenya by, as I mentioned, the United States National Academy of Sciences. Uh, you know how we, we were doing everything we can to save the elephant, the largest land-based mammal, uh, and yep. uh, things like this might might really help. Well, I certainly it certainly seems positive from this perspective. I see that the United Nations also probing human rights violations in the Central African Republic. I must say, the media has been rather quiet about what's happening in the CAR, very similar to as quiet as they were during the Rwandan genocide. And eventually everybody woke up after 750,000 people were killed um, and said, ooh, that wasn't very good. You make my blood run cold when you say that. I'm desperate to get to the Central African Republic, but I just can't interest enough clients to spend enough money it's very very expensive getting around africa but getting to the car is even worse but hopefully i'll speak to you from there uh in a, in a short while um the the hate levels in the car are similar to those in rwanda before the genocide that's why as i say my my, my blood runs cold when you talk about that but bernard achomuna who is heading this probe hopes that the presence of investigators might prevent uh, genocide from actually occurring. There are currently 7,000 troops, that's African and French troops there, but they can't hold the ring. We've had uh, the foreign minister calling out particularly uh, for a UN peacekeeping force to get there very, very quickly. He did that last week. Uh, so, you know, it's desperate that things are done there very, very soon uh, to stop it escalating into something that the world will have to be ashamed of. Mm. You know, if it doesn't affect us personally, people tend to turn, uh, you know, just turn turn the, the your head the other way. But I think if we have some of the graphic photographs, some of the stories coming out of the Central African Republic, I think people might be able to look at that and go, actually, you know what, these are human beings being affected. These are children, in some instances, being beheaded in the CAR, being maimed in the CAR. We need to talk about it. We need to do something. Now, the millionaire presidential hopeful throws his hat into the Liberian ring. Benoni Ure made his fortune from mobile phones and rubber in some of the biggest plantations in the country. Now, we have Ellen Johnson Sirleaf, the, the first woman president in Africa. She was re-elected with 90% of the ballot in 2011, but her term now runs out. So when they have elections in 2017, Ure says, I'm your man, I'm standing. He has ties with Charles Taylor, the former strongman. Maybe those aren't going to be as injurious to him as many might think. You know, maybe he'll be able to play on what he did at that time or do or that was a benefit to the uh, to Liberia. But nevertheless, it's going to make for interesting elections one way or another in a country that, if you believe the Chinese curse about may you live in interesting times, has more had more than its share of 
so-called interest. JJ, 